The following is a production of Natural Bliss Podcast. Hello, and welcome to It's Your Life. I'm your host, Joyce Wheeler, and today I'm here with author, speaker, and radio host, Lynn Pierce, is passionate about empowering women to live a healthy, ageless lifestyle after 50, all while redefining what success means for soul-based entrepreneurs. Lynn is the author of Breakthrough to Success, 19 Keys to Mastering Every Area of Your Life. She founded the first major event for women information marketers, the Women's Business Empowerment Summit in 2004. She is the co-author of more than a dozen books, created and hosted Success Blueprint Radio, along with the new Empowered and Ageless 5 to Thrive podcast. Lynn has shared the stage with the world's most noteworthy mentors on success, such as Brandon Burchard, Barbara DeAngels, Jack Canfield, and Stedman Graham. Lynn was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 43 and cleared the cancer from her body naturally within 30 days. Health and nutrition have been a big passion of Lynn's since 1981, because without your health, all the success you can achieve is meaningless. Okay, so today Lynn and I are going to be talking about the power of morning ritual to impact your health. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Thank you, Joyce. I'm happy to be here. And I'm happy to have you here. And I'm real interested to learn about this morning ritual that you do. And uh, first off, how did you get started in doing a morning ritual? What persuaded you? Well, I, I think maybe some of us have morning rituals that just kind of grow organically that we might not even label as rituals. But the first that I actually remember that I, I you know, thought of as a ritual was when I started studying A Course in Miracles back in 1994, and that was when I first started meditating. So when I was doing the course, there was um, a lesson in the workbook every day for 365 days. So that really got me started, and then I just kept adding more and more pieces to my morning ritual that seemed to be a, a good fit. And I, again, I think that's an organic thing that happens once you have a ritual. It's like, oh, I should also do this, and this would be good, and maybe this. And before you know it, you know, you've got a, a full-blown morning ritual that you do. So let me ask you this. As part of your ritual, do you have a specific time you wake up every day? No, no. I'm one of those people that um, I kind of go with the light. So I'm not a fan of daylight savings time at all because it totally messes up my schedule. And my dogs notice the difference too, and they don't really like it. So normally I'm awake in time to watch uh, the first light in the morning, whatever time that happens to be. Now, during daylight savings time, sometimes I'm awake for an hour before the sun starts to come up, which messes with the timing of my ritual because I, I try to stay in bed until it's light enough for me to take the dogs out. So, so my timing of my ritual is subject to change and it, it flows with whatever time it's getting light in the morning because it also has to be light enough when I go up to my rooftop patio to read. So there has to be a little bit of light so that I can see what I'm, what I'm reading. But normally I, I would say that I wake up 5, 5.30 and I am most of the time I'm going to sleep around nine o'clock at night. So I'm one of those early to bed, early to rise people. And uh, eight hours of sleep is what works best for me. So it sounds like part of your ritual is waking up in the morning and then taking the dogs from the, for a walk. So after that, is that like, a, then it becomes a your time ritual? 
Well, and it's it's also become their ritual because even even our pets like the comfort of having rituals. It having rituals in our life simplifies things for us. And what happens is in the morning if if you don't have any routines or rituals in your life whether you work at home or work outside the home, whether you have pets, whether you don't, there's much more of a chance that you're going to be running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And by the time you get around to work, whether that's at home or away, you're going to be much more stressed because there was too much unknown and too many decisions to be made in however short of a period of time it is from when you get up to when you walk out the door or when you sit down at your desk. So my dogs like those rituals too. And again, back to daylight savings time when everything switches and I start doing things in a different order, then it messes with them as well because I see, you know, one of my dogs who absolutely goes upstairs with me every day, the other one Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But Yuki will go to the to the um, bedroom door, and and he'll sit there for me to open the screen for us to go upstairs. And if I don't, then he's confused. It's like, well, wait a minute. I ate. You walked me. The next thing is, if we're in the bedroom, it means we're going out the door and we're going upstairs. So. Everybody has their routines, and they feel much better when they're operating on our normal routine. So I think it benefits everyone. And if, if you really think about, about what a difference it would make in your life a year from now, if you added 365 more hours of time that's spent in a positive way to your year, if you normally work 40 hours a week, you've just added nine weeks to your year, devoted totally to your personal success. And so often the biggest complaint people have of why they can't have any kind of morning ritual is that morning is is as fast as they can get up and get out the door. There is not one moment to spare. But the benefits to your health and your well-being are are so huge that maybe you can't carve out an hour. But if you carved out half an hour, that would be four and a half weeks. If you carved out 15 minutes, that would be more than two weeks that you'd be adding to your year of a 40-hour work week. That's a lot of time that now you've given back to yourself to start your day in a more calm centered way, one that benefits your health, your mindset, your well-being. It's more than self-care. It's it's self-preservation. And by having this morning ritual in your life, it not only keeps you organized, but it also frees up your brain from all the minutiae that you're thinking about when you're getting ready in the morning so that your brain can focus on more important things. And it really it really grounds us and gives us more stability. So whether it's a, a spiritual routine like mine started out to be or an exercise routine or even the process that you go through making your coffee and your breakfast in the morning, these morning rituals give us a feeling of of comfort. They're a part of our day that we can count on. And I've talked to people who when something traumatic happened in their life or or uh, someone passed away and they were grieving, that their morning ritual was that one thing they could hang on to, that one bit of normalcy when everything else had shifted that allowed them to keep going in their life. So I don't think we realize how important and and valuable it really is to have that morning ritual. 
Right. I, I know for me, you know, and when we, we decided to talk about the morning ritual, and I know yours is a little bit more in-depth than mine is as far as pertaining to physical and mental well-being. But for me with the ritual, I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're totally spot on. You know, it's like, I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm doing. I do the same thing every single morning. So I'm sure other people have rituals, but, you know, they're all a little bit different. So so tell us about your morning ritual. Well, my morning ritual really encompasses body, mind, and soul. And, well, that's basically the theme of my life (laughs) is being empowered in ageless body, mind, and soul. So, you know, it's, it's part nourishment and movement of your body, uh, meditation for your mind, and then either spiritual reading and or journaling for your soul. And my routine over the years has expanded and contracted depending on how much time I had and what was going on in my life. And also, you know, when you think about since 1994, that's going on 25 years, um, that your habits change over time. So your, your rituals are a framework, but they're not set in stone. So, so there's an ebb and flow that goes along with it as well. And so, you know, part of my routine, depending on the, the time of year, is um, starting my day when it's still dark out with warm water with lemon and cayenne pepper in it to kind of wake up my, my system. And uh, sometimes, like in the winter, when I've got probably an hour before I can get up and take the dogs out, I'll do meditation before I go upstairs. So I'll do a meditation on an app, a guided meditation, like um, from Insight Timer, which has thousands and thousands of all different types of meditations you can Meditate, obviously, just with a timer, or you can add background sounds to it, or you can do a guided meditation. There's there's every possible kind of meditation on Insight Timer you would want to use, and it's a free app, and you can pick uh, the number of minutes you want to do it for. So whatever your schedule is, even if you only have four minutes there's a meditation on there for four minutes that you can do that will start your day off right. So even if you say, I can't lay in bed or sit in bed for an extra four minutes, okay, listen to that four-minute meditation while you're brushing your teeth and washing your face. You know, there is always a way to introduce something more positive into your day. I never thought about listening to a meditation while I was getting ready in the morning. I usually, you know, like to lay down and relax and just really get into it. But now on Saturday mornings, I go to the farmer's market to sell. And I do, I actually I actually have either mantras, mantras going in the background or I'll have pos- positive affirmations going. But, you know, so that is kind of meditative, I guess. Yeah, it is. And, you know, your ritual is whatever works for you. And something that I discovered um, on Insight Timer, because when I first started it and I thought, okay, I've been meditating, like I said, almost 25 years by just sitting down and getting quiet and and going inward. Uh, And so even the thought of of setting a timer was different. And then... uh, putting background sounds like, well, I live at the ocean, so I don't really need the ocean, but um, like birds singing or something, you know, was was different. And then I started just looking at on the front page of the app, you'll see all the other people that are meditating at the same time you are, and it will show you what people are using. So you can go, oh, well, that looks interesting, and click on it, and one day you try one thing, the next day you try something else, and you try all different types of meditations. And I discovered uh, Tibetan bowls, and, and 
you know, there's a quick meditation that you can do with that, or there's meditations that are tied to each chakra that you can do with with the bowls. So it's it's immense what you can do just in terms of that one app. But, you know, there is a way. When I started meditating, I started with one minute, and this was 1994, so we didn't have timers on our cell phones. We barely had cell phones. <laughs> but um, I started before I went to work in the morning. I, I go into the kitchen and I set the timer on the microwave for one minute. And I'd, I'd sit down on the kitchen floor and close my eyes and try to, to be calm and, and think about going inward for one minute. And then if I could do it for one minute, then I changed it to two minutes. Once I got up to five minutes, I thought, okay, I probably don't need the timer anymore. I can do it in my bedroom just by doing it and seeing, you know, how long I go for. And if I start going too long, my husband will tell me, hey, you got to get ready for work. So that was how I started. It, it doesn't have to be complicated. It can, it can be as simple as it needs to be and as fast as it needs to be. I mean, even, even in terms of, okay, you could, while you're getting ready for work, you could drink a cup of, of warm water with lemon. I put the cayenne in there because it helps with your metabolism. Uh, then, while you, like I said, while you're brushing your teeth, you could listen to even a four-minute, hey, Here's a great way to start your morning kind of meditation. And it's, it's not really, it's mostly just um, someone saying positive things. So you don't necessarily have to have your eyes closed for that. Um, so you could do something like that. And then you could just move your body for a couple minutes. I've, I've found online, um, you know, quick wake-up exercises that you literally can just move for about two minutes and it gets your blood flowing. So altogether, you're only taking less than five minutes away from your normal routine about getting up and getting out the door to include these three different things in your in your morning. It doesn't have to be a big time-consuming thing. And yet, if you work at home, or if you're an early riser like I am, you can have an hour or two hours. There was a time, you know, 10 years ago when I was, when I was going through my divorce that I felt like I needed even more time. And so in my meditation, I was saying, I really, I really want more time. And within a couple of days, all of a sudden, I was waking up an hour earlier and still feeling completely rested and energized. And I'm like, thank you. That was easy. So, you know, you get what you ask for. And for several months, my routine was three hours. And I didn't move what time I started work in the morning. I moved when I woke up because it was that important to me and and I knew I needed it. So that's what I did. Uh, Lynn, I had a friend of mine that used to work for the University of Tennessee, the Agricultural uh, Experimental Station, and uh, he had commented to me one time that they feed the cattle every day at the same time, but when uh, daylight savings time would come around, all of a sudden the cows would either show up an hour early or an hour late. They pretty much have it built into their time clock, and he said it seemed to throw them off in several ways for several days. Uh well, how much do you think that it affects us when that happens, and what do you think happens to our productivity? How how long does this affect us for? Uh, I I think I think daylight savings time is the worst idea ever. I you know I lived here in Cabo San Lucas in the '90s, and I loved that there was no daylight savings time, and. Then um, I moved to Arizona, which also didn't have daylight savings time. And when I came back to Cabo, um, I don't know, seven or eight years, seven years ago, I was disappointed to find that they were doing it here. And they don't do it on the exact same timetable as they do in the U.S. But it throws me off for whatever the difference is between Mexico doing it and the U.S. doing it. 
because then my work and the people I connect with is thrown off. But then also after after we're all back to normal as far as our time zones, then it still seems to throw me off for about another week. And I think I think the biggest thing is it being dark in the morning for me. For other people, it's that it's dark too early at the end of the day. So it depends if you're a morning person or a night person, which end of it bothers you. Uh, but it, it seems to take like a week to get your your rhythm back to normal, get your body clock back to normal. And that's really interesting about, about the cows because... Um, I just noticed it with my dogs, and then I thought, well, that's because they live with me, <laughs> and I'm kind of crazy. So now all my woo-woo stuff has, has rubbed off on my dogs. Um, but now I know that there's some science behind it because it even affects cows. So that's very interesting. Not only that, but any kind of change in routine. Um, Randy has a coworker that he works with, and his wife changed her work schedule. And it threw the dogs off. Yeah, I think ritual ritual is important for everyone, and and people that that just say, oh, I don't have time for any of that, don't realize that if they had a ritual, they would have more time. Because when you have rituals, you're more organized. Your brain isn't preoccupied with trying to keep track of 10,000 different things and all these micro decisions that we make in the morning are all taken care of by having a ritual. Then, once you have this ritual, there's only a couple things that I need to think about in the morning. I need to think about, you know, what am I going to wear to walk the dogs? And that's laid out. I wear the same thing for the whole week. But if the weather changes and it's cooler or warmer, then I have to grab something else to wear. Uh, And the other thing is, what am I going to eat for breakfast? Well, when you think about it, there's probably only two or three things that you really enjoy eating for breakfast and for lunch. So you could streamline your process a whole lot more if you said, okay, along with doing this type of exercise Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then because I need more energy, then this will be my breakfast on those days. And then the other days that I'm not doing a strenuous exercise, this will be what I eat for breakfast. And so you get into this rhythm that you don't have to think about anymore, and it just streamlines all your processes. Do you think about any work in your morning ritual, or do you try to leave your morning ritual for the ritual and leave work for when it's time to work? Uh, well, my lifestyle and my work are are pretty much the same thing because that's what my work is, um, is helping people to have an, an ageless lifestyle, an ageless life in business, and, and, you know, the whole body, mind, soul thing is a big part of that. So a lot of times when I'm meditating in the morning, I will get an idea for something I should do in my work or an article I should write or a topic I should talk more about. Uh, And sometimes the information is coming so much that I have to stop meditating (laughs) and start writing it down. Uh, So, you know, it can be a blend. It depends on what kind of work you do. If you're an accountant, then I would say yes. (laughs) Leave your work for work. And don't think about work at all until you sit down in that chair, that everything before you sit in that chair is your time because that's what keeps you healthy and well and keeps your mind functioning the way it needs to function. You want to start your morning off in as stress-free a way as possible. So you don't think about work until you have to think about work unless, you know, work is part of what you do in your morning routine, then it would be a different situation. But for most people, yeah, you want to keep it separate. When um, we had talked on the phone, you had talked to me about a tea that you make. Is that part of your morning ritual? Yes. 
Yes. And and my tea has moved its place in my morning ritual, um, depending on where I lived and what I was doing. So there was a time that I would have my tea um, much later where I would do my morning routine of, of my spiritual work and meditation and everything. And then I would make my smoothie in the morning and then I would have my pot of tea. Now it's shifted to earlier to where um, after I do whatever my exercise is in the day, I juice uh, celery and then while I'm drinking the celery, I will make the tea. And um, if I can, I'll give you the the link to where you can find the recipe for the tea. Is that okay with you? Yes, go ahead, please. Okay. It's on, uh, my, on my website at agelesslifestyleafter50.com, and then it's just forward slash my tea. And there's a video, and then there's also a list of all the ingredients. And uh, each ingredient that's listed is a clickable link that takes you to the nutritional benefits of each one of those ingredients. Um, for four years, I just called it my concoction because I started just drinking green tea, and then I found that it was healthier if you put lemon in your tea. And then I put mint in my tea. And that was all pretty normal stuff. But then I started adding um, other spices and other herbs that I was learning about. And I started putting um, ginger and turmeric into my tea because of the health benefits. And if you're using turmeric, you want to combine it with black pepper and some kind of oil because it increases the bioavailability of the good stuff in the turmeric by something like 2,000%. So I put that in. And then I put cayenne pepper in and I put cloves in and I put star anise in. And then I thought, well, you know, I read that rosemary helps improve your memory, so I put rosemary in. And I put oregano and thyme in and sage leaves in there. <laughs> and I I put raw local honey in there. So now there's no way that anybody could just dump all that stuff in there the first time and start drinking it. It's It's something that you'd want to add ingredients one at a time and work your way into. But there's important nutritional benefits for every single one of those things. And the fact that I've been drinking this tea now for, I don't know, it's got to be four, maybe going on five years, I credit with the fact that I rarely catch anything that's going around. Uh, And the fact is, I pretty much didn't like anything in this tea when I started doing it, I am someone who will who will eat or drink things because they're good for me. And the one thing I've learned is even if I don't like it, even if I've never tasted it before, just start out with a little tiny bit and work my way up. And, and at first, the only thing you'll taste is that one thing that you don't like. And then within a very short period of time, you don't taste it at all anymore. Uh, And that's true with everything. I've yet to find anything that that isn't true with. Uh, So if there was one other thing that I would say to put in there, it would be um, Bragg's apple cider vinegar. Because for me, I can't just take a shot of apple cider vinegar with water in the morning like some people can, and it's very good for you. So I either put it in a smoothie or I'll put it in my pot of tea or uh, if I'm doing a a vegetable salad for lunch, I use that and and half a lemon as my salad dressing. But I think the, the 
you know, the raw apple cider vinegar is, is important to your health as well. Right. So when it came to, to the tea, how long did it take you before you had it, where all this stuff, are you still adding to it? Um, well, well, let me see here. I'm on the page looking at it now, and I would say that, yes, I I added cinnamon to it that doesn't seem to be here. So I don't remember when I added the cinnamon, but I do put cinnamon in it now as well. Um, and occasionally I put a clove of garlic in it. Now, if you're putting a clove of garlic in your tea, just um, smash it. You don't have to cut it. Just kind of push it down so that it opens up a little bit. And the garlic makes the overall tea more mild. Interesting. And you just have to make sure that you're not going to be um, around a lot of people that day <laughs> because the garlic will be coming out of your pores. But the garlic is hugely important to your health. Uh, the dogs like it, don't they? So, yeah, yeah there's... There's controversy about whether dogs should eat garlic, but I think it is good for them. Uh, but, yeah, it's... It, now, the thing that takes the the heat out of this tea is the raw, organic, local honey. When you put a tablespoon of honey in the pot of tea, then um, the spiciness of it is taken down by the by the honey. Otherwise having cayenne pepper and black pepper and even the ginger can be a little spicy for people. So that's why I'm saying, you know, start start with the things that you know you like the taste of and then add one other thing at a time. Okay, Lynn, we're gonna break here for just a minute and we'll be right back. Bring out your heavenly body with Heavenly Body skincare products. Heavenly Body's products are created to feed and nourish the skin. They formulate their products in small batches for both quality and freshness. Heavenly Body's products are cruelty-free, contain certified organic ingredients, and are cost-effective. To bring out the Heavenly Body in you, visit their website at hborganicskincare.com. And now we return to It's Your Life with Joyce Wheeler. What I, what I would like to know is when people, if people want to start making this tea, how would you advise them as far as adding, like would they drink, say, just plain green tea for like a week, and then maybe the next week add another ingredient that, you know, maybe interested them, like the mint like you did, and like maybe every week or how... Do you have any kind of recommended time that you would recommend people add stuff in? No, I think I think it's people's taste buds are so individual. Um, for mm-hmm. me, yes. I you know I drank green tea for a long time, and I never liked the taste of it. It good green tea tastes fishy to me, and so that that's just my taste buds. I'm sure. Somebody else thinks it tastes fishy, but I don't know how how um, predominant that is. But I drank it because it was healthy. And then um, putting the lemon in there helped a little bit. Putting the mint in there helped even more. And I, I use all fresh herbs. I grow my own organic herbs in pots on my rooftop patio. So I have everything fresh. And... And I'll just put a couple sprigs of everything in there. Um, the one thing you don't want to do is put too much rosemary in there because, and I have that in the in the um, blog post, that a little goes a long way because if you put too long of a, a section of rosemary in there, it tastes like furniture polish. Um, so you only make that mistake once. If, okay, cut back on the rosemary. That was too much. But you just kind of feel your way through it. And the pot that I use, I can put a liter or a quart of water in. So it's a pot of tea that takes me 
at least a couple hours to drink. And with the tablespoon of coconut oil and the tablespoon of of honey in there, uh, you know, it has some weight to it. So it's not like drinking a regular cup of tea. It will fill you up more. And like I said, just start with what you like. And when you feel like it's like you're ready to add something else, pick something else to add and just a little bit the first day and see, could I even taste that? And if you could taste it, did it taste okay to me? <laughs> and when when the taste doesn't bother you anymore, start adding at more until you get to a decent amount. And then, you know, just keep going. But I did a video so that I could show um, approximate portions of what I put in. Um, and what I was doing in the video, I wouldn't do more than that. Like I do a couple really healthy shakes of the cayenne pepper in there, but it took me a long time to build up to that. So what about people who don't have access to uh, their own garden or an organic garden? Where would you recommend that they get their herbs from? Um, I think any grocery store now has has the little um, packages in the produce section of fresh organic herbs. Um, And also, I would assume that they would be able to order um, organic seeds or have a local nursery or somewhere locally that you can get um, organic plants from. And... Here in Mexico, I get them from the plant lady at the organic farmer's market. So I buy all my herbs from her. And some herbs last for years. Like now I have a gigantic oregano plant that I could provide oregano for for my, my whole development. Um, and that's been growing for about three years. So, you know... Some of those things you only have to buy once and they'll just keep growing. And if you live somewhere that has winter, it's good for them to be in pots so that you can move them from outside to inside. For me, I move them from where it gets too hot with with intense direct sun um, for a couple months out of the year. I move them to a shadier spot and then move them back again when it's cooler. So I like having them in pots because then I've got them year-round. And uh, if, like, my mint seems to die every summer because it's just too hot for it, so then I have to buy mint at the grocery store. And if you absolutely can't find organic, then just make sure to, you know, wash all of your produce if you're not using organic. That's very good advice. Thank you very much for that, Lynn. So do you want to talk at all about your website and what people can find on your website and give us that uh, URL, please? Yeah, my my website is agelesslifestyleafter50.com. And the whole point of the website is to give you lots of information for a healthy body, mind, lifestyle, and business after 50, that not everyone is looking towards a rocking chair at retirement. Some people feel just as vital after 50, after 60, after 70, as they did when they were 30. And so they want to make sure that every part of their life feels as ageless as they do. And so I've got just a ton of um, recipes, plant-based recipes, nutrition information, a little bit of fitness. I'm, you know, when it comes to fitness, that's not my thing. Uh, I do simple things. I walk. I I do a Pilates uh, DVD. I'll do uh, yoga videos that I follow along with. Uh, you know, just just simple types of. 
fitness, so I'm not going to be anybody's fitness guru. But health and nutrition and the mind-body connection is something that I've been studying for God, since 1981, so however many years that is. Too many. <laughs> and I've been studying, you know, human behavior, what makes people who they are and what makes them change in a lasting, positive way since I was in high school. So more than 40 years. And all of that kind of information is uh, available on my website. And the web address again, please? Ageless Lifestyle After 50.com. And the 50 is five zero. Is there anything else as far as a uh, morning ritual goes? What about other rituals during the day? I, I, you know, we're talking about a morning ritual, but I know, you know, for me, I have a ritual which goes on later in the day. Is morning, I mean, if, is morning the best time for a ritual or can a ritual take place anytime when you think about our, how busy our society, society is these days? I know for me, after I had had my daughter, I had to change the way I was doing things and how long I was doing things. And I had to come to the point that doing something is better than doing nothing. So do you think that morning time is the best time for this type of mind, body, soul ritual? Or do you feel that it could be profitable at any point in time during the day? Well, I think it's really important that you do it when you have time rather than not doing it at all. So, so that is a very important realization that you had. And uh, so if there's absolutely no way to do anything in the morning, then do it at another time. But there are different types of rituals that we can set for ourselves at different points during the day because so many things that we would like to do, we forget to do because time gets away from us. And having rituals set up at different times in the day helps us to not forget to do things that we're like, oh, I forgot I was going to do that. I was going to start doing that, you know, three days a week, or I was going to start doing that Monday through Friday or, or every Saturday or whatever. And you forget because there is no ritual to, to keep it top of mind. So um, any time is better than not at all. But I would try and find at least a couple minutes in the morning to just start your day off from that that calm, centered, positive place because that grounding will make a huge difference in your day, especially the cumulatively over time you will start to feel the difference. And I think as you start to notice the difference of just those few minutes that you're giving yourself, you might think, hey, if a few minutes is doing this for me, maybe it would be a good idea if I got up a few minutes earlier and gave myself a few more minutes for this to see how much more of a benefit I could have. And so if you have to inch your way into having a practice, that's the best way to do it. Let the benefits that you're feeling drive you to get out of bed earlier. And sometimes that means you you have to cut some stuff out at night so that you can get to bed earlier so that you can get a good night's sleep and get up at a time that allows you time to start your morning in a way that's going to give you a good foundation. I agree. Um, You know, one thing I was thinking while you were talking was the, um, you know, it's so easy now for us to carry things into our vehicles. Commuting sometimes can be very stressful for people. So I was just thinking, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful that while you're commuting to, you know, have some kind of meditative, or like you were talking about the Tibetan bowls, which I love the Tibetan bowls, to have just something calm and relaxing playing in the background, you know, while you're driving, maybe not stress you out so much. So how do how do you think that would work for for people? Anything that anything that doesn't make ah. you drowsy. So that's the only thing that you have to true. be aware of. Uh, and so, you know, there are things where there's 
there's positive statements that you can listen to, um, or even positive life affirming uh, podcasts that you could listen to on the way to work. One thing I do um, that's now like when Randy was asking about the the crossover from your morning routine and work, I started something June 1st where I do a five-minute Facebook Live at approximately 7 o'clock in the morning. And so when I get up from doing my meditation, I think, okay, what's the topic I want to talk about today? And I get on Facebook, and I, I call it Empowered and Ageless 5 to Thrive, five minutes five days a week to start your day off in an empowered way. And so it's a positive five minutes, five to maybe seven minutes, uh, depending on the day, where I help people start their day in a positive way. And just a couple weeks ago, I turned that into an audio podcast that's now available pretty much everywhere, iTunes and and. I guess it's Google Podcasts and uh, Spotify and all that kind of stuff, uh, so that people have something short to help them start their day in a positive way. So everybody commutes for at least five minutes. So that's something else that you can do that can be part of your morning ritual. And And even though I'm doing it to help other people start their day in a positive way, anytime you're teaching something or you're speaking about something, everything that you're saying, you're saying as much for yourself as you are for for whoever's listening to it. So it's a positive thing for me as well as the people that are listening to it either on Facebook or or through the podcast. I I, I have seen you doing that on Facebook. I unfortunately... You know, being so busy, I kind of limit my time on Facebook to doing only certain things. So I will have to check that out. I didn't know what what you what it was about. I only know when I had seen you, you know, seen it that you were live. Well, and I don't know why I didn't think of the podcast sooner, but um, you can go to Anchor dot fm forward slash lynn pierce and you'll find the podcast there and right at the top of the page there's a little button that that says you know something about where you want to listen to it you click on that and it'll open it in whatever your favorite player is whether that's itunes or android or or spotify or all these other ones that i've never even heard of before uh so it is a way for people that say you know i'm I don't want to start my morning on Facebook or I'd never get off. (laughs) Or, you know, um, there still are people that don't do Facebook. Uh, So, yeah, I started with episode one going back and uploading them as podcasts so that people can listen to it wherever they want to listen. Well, for people who are on Facebook and they want to connect with you, where do they go to? Ah, uh, what am I on Facebook? I used to be Lynn Pierce, um, and then back in the early days of Facebook, they they changed it to um, be Lynn Pierce. I think is the actual address on Facebook. And what else? What else do you put up on your Facebook page outside of your live? Is there any? Do you post blog posts or anything meaningful? Yeah, every every day, Monday through Friday, there's an article that's posted. Um, so uh, my my morning work routine is when I'm done with my other routine, <laughs> I, I come in and the first thing I do is I share my Facebook Live in my Facebook group and on my Facebook business page. And then I write my morning email that I send out Monday through Friday to my um, email subscribers. And in that, is a link to an article for that day, and then I post that that article link um, from my blog to all my social media accounts uh, because you never know where you're going to reach someone. So I post it everywhere, uh, and then I upload another episode of um, the podcast to Anchor.fm, and 
So that's basically my whole morning, and then it's time for me to make my lunch. So all of my recurring tasks that I do in my business, I have in chunks. I know exactly how much time to allot for each one, and that's another way that social media doesn't get away from me is I can go through all my social media and get it posted everywhere in a time period that I allot for that, and then I move on to my next task. And then after lunch is time that I can do interviews, I can write, I can do work on my business. So it's a different type of activity that I do in the afternoon. But that way I know that everything that has to be done on a daily basis is all done first thing in the morning. So it sounds like you actually don't, you pretty much have a routine for every day as far as some kind of schedule as far as what you do. Yeah, and then my afternoons, if there's something like I did a 30-day challenge, and so I scheduled the time for doing those, those assignments in the afternoon because my afternoon is completely flexible. If I'm living in a tourist town, I have um, a lot of friends that come and go, and so if I have friends in town and I want to take time off, then I can always rearrange those blocks of time in my schedule and know that everything is still going to get done. And I can clear a day or I can clear a couple days because my, my schedule can be flexible. So I can start earlier and get my morning activities done earlier in the day or some of them I can prepare the day before. Uh, so Having rituals really is very freeing because it gives you a lot more flexibility, even though it sounds <laughs> it sounds like it's kind of rigid, but it's very flexible. And being organized gives you a lot of freedom. Well, it sounds like you pretty much have things together. Well, I'm doing my best. There, you know, life is always throwing you curves. There's just no way around things coming up that you don't expect. Uh, but you know, rituals are a good way to help you keep it together no matter what's going on in your life. Rituals. My my daily routine was interrupted. It used to really upset me. And then I started just going, you know, why are you getting so upset? Life happens. There's nothing you can do about it. Go with the flow, you know. Sometimes that's just what you have to do yeah. instead of stressing out. I mean, I, I can't control it, so why stress over it? But anyway, it's been great having you with us here today, Lynn. And I appreciate you taking time to uh, talk with us. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And, and tell Randy. I'm here. I learned something today about the cows. I find that very interesting. So, um, you know, this has been a great conversation for me as well to talk to you guys. Well, it was a pleasure having you and, and having this time to uh, talk to you and to get to know about your routine and what you do. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Lynn. Bye. The following has been a production of Natural Bliss Podcast for a better quality of life.